Hello there, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman, and you're listening to Exploring Different Brains. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman, and uh, today we have the author from out in the Bay Area, out there in California, Cassandra Dunn, who wrote The Art of Adapting, published by Touchstone, Simon & Schuster. Hello, Cassandra. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Well, how long have you been writing? Oh, I've been writing my whole life, but <laughs> publishing for a shorter amount of time. Oh. Yeah, I started writing short stories when I was about eight, but I didn't get really serious about trying to do a novel until after my daughters were in school and I had a little more time to write. Nice. How many children do you have? I have two girls. And how old are they now? They're nine and 11. And what are they interested in? Uh, well, they're both very avid readers, which makes me proud. And uh, they're both gymnasts and learning, uh, one's learning to play the piano. Busy kids. All right. Now, tell us about the art of adapting. Well, I had an uncle who had Asperger's syndrome. And so I always knew that at some point I wanted to write something to do with it just because it was an interest of mine. And I noticed once my kids got into school that um, their school is the district school for kids that are on the spectrum. And so they began interacting with kids that had Asperger's and autism throughout their school day. And I got to know some parents of young children that had um, autism and Asperger's. And I started feeling like it was an important story to tell from the perspective of having known an adult who had it, somebody who wasn't just figuring out how to navigate all these things. And, and I could see the pressures that parents felt to, uh, you know, mainstream their kids and help get them settled as quickly as possible. And, and I kind of thought that it might help balance some of that to talk a little bit about what it looks like in an adult from uh, even a child's perspective to, uh, to grow up around it and sort of accept it as just a normal part of someone's personality. Now let's step back a bit to when you were growing up. Uh, so, yeah. Um, where did you grow up? Uh, I was born in El Cerrito, right next to Berkeley in California. And uh, you had an uncle who was the basis for this character. He was the inspiration. The character is a very different person. He changed a lot once I started actually creating the book. But he definitely was the reason that I felt compelled to write about somebody who had, had Asperger's syndrome. Was he your favorite uncle? He was... I didn't have that many uncles, but yeah, he was the one that I saw the most, and um, which wasn't really that much. He was, you know, a very private person, very quiet, kind of kept to himself, but he would show up at all of our family gatherings if we had Christmases and stuff and kind of stand in the background. And he was just always an interesting character to me, a very, very sweet guy, really, really smart, had, you know, deep interests, and he would learn a lot about a new topic if it seemed interesting to him, and he just seemed to have a wealth of information. And I think as an aspiring writer, I liked that in somebody who really had you know, deep interests and a lot to say about some particular topic. Well, I think what's great about your book is that it incorporates him as an individual. Forgetting his label, the fictionalized version of your uncle is, uh, is just a very interesting character, a regular member of society and not really focused on the label per se. What kind of feedback have you gotten about that from the community 
relative to that? I've been really pleased with the feedback I've gotten. It's been all, almost entirely positive as far as the character of Matt went. And it's been a really pleasant surprise. I was prepared for some people not feeling like I adequately represented their experience with autism or Asperger's. And that hasn't really been the case in almost all of the feedback has just been, you know, gratitude for having a positive depiction of it out there, which I think we need more of. What made you write The Art of Adapting? That's a good question. Um, I knew that I wanted to try writing a novel, and I had written one before that, um, sort of a practice book, and had done well in some contests with that. Um, but the idea of this character with Asperger's was in my mind, and I just had the feeling that writing something that meant so much to me personally would probably be a better book. So I put my effort into doing that, and that turned out to be the right choice. That was the one that got me an agent and got me a book deal. So I think that it was just um, having a really strong personal connection to the subject matter and really feeling like I had a story worth telling. Were other characters inspired by uh, real-life situations and, you know, the storyline? or? Yeah, I'm sure that, that there's a piece of me in pretty much every character in the book. Um, but one of the fun things for me about fiction is to kind of take a departure from what is my normal everyday life, you know, to kind of create an environment that isn't sort of stuck in the same stuff I'm dealing with. I was going through a divorce at the same time that I wrote the book. And so the idea of Lana being in a position of this, you know, having to reassess her family and set up her new home, but also sort of the fear of that, but also the power of being able to choose how she wanted her new family to look. I think that was definitely part of my feeling of trying to feel like this is, in the end, this is going to be a good thing for all of us. Um, but I also felt like it gave a really good opportunity to introduce a character like Matt and give him his own space in a new family to kind of grow and to see how he would affect other people from their perspective as well as from his. And I'm so glad that Donna Levin introduced us, another author yes. out in the Bay Area. Yeah, it was very nice of her to do. She did a lovely review of it, and I really appreciate that she took the time. Yeah, and she's a, she's a good author herself. She is. What is your next project? Well, two manuscripts that I'm going back and forth on with my agent. So they're both still, um, I have complete drafts, but we're, we're working on the revisions and it keeps changing as I'm revising. The second book is kind of hard. I put everything I had into that first one and I felt like the second one would come real easy, but it's actually just the same thing, starting over with a blank slate and trying to find the piece of it that's so passionate to me that that's the story I have to tell. So we're still looking for that. Have you thought about doing any screenwriting? I actually did some screenwriting in college and kept doing a little bit for fun afterwards. I've never done anything with them. I've never even shown them to anybody. But I do like the format. It's a very stripped down way of writing, just action and dialogue. And I do think sometimes that I would like to go back to it just to see, now that I've learned so much more as a writer about story and about plotting and about pacing, I think it would be fun to go back to that at some point. Now, do you associate with other writers? Do you brainstorm with other writers or? Yeah, I have a writing group and I, we exchange chapters when we're struggling with something. And um, I also, I work as a freelance editor, so I take on projects of other writers, helping them get their books ready to put out into the world. And um, through being published, I've met so many, so many authors. 
that I, I always wanted to know other authors, had them on some pedestal. It would be cool if I could ever know them, but now I have a whole bunch of them as friends, and they're just normal people like me. <laughs> and it's a great community. It's, it's really nice how supportive all of these authors are of each other. We don't treat each other like competition, and we all want each other to succeed and just to help get the best work out there. Now, how did you get your agent? How did that come about? my book I made uh, did a bunch of research of agents that were looking for that were currently building lists and looking for new authors particularly in women's fiction and I made a list of uh, I broke them into groups of five agents and I was going to query five agents every week until I finally got some feedback and my agent actually was in my first group that I sent it to so that process was after many, many, many years of trying and not making any ground, once I finally broke through, that process went oh, pretty quickly. Great. You know, I was told uh, by my friend Dr. Lori Butts, who's president of the Florida Psychology Association, that my Aspiratools book was actually a relationship book and uh, that it can be informative for any kinds of relationships, not just Asperger's autism and neurodiversity. What do you feel you learned from your uncle in terms of relating to people and relationships? The uncle who inspired the character in your book. Yeah, with my uncle, I felt like this was part of something I tried to put in the art of adapting that in the end, my relationship with him wasn't about me learning or him having to adapt and learn to be a certain way in our family or in our society to make other people more comfortable with who he was. I felt like the ultimate lesson was in all of us learning to accept him for who he was. And I really wanted to make that a, a, a big theme in the art of adapting, that it isn't just about Matt learning to integrate himself into this new family. It's really about all of them learning to accept him for who he is, regardless of label, regardless of, you know, whether he has habits that help comfort him, but really have no impact on them. And I think that there's something to be said for, especially the, the teenage characters that are in the book, um, being able to see somebody who can just embrace who he is and, and love himself regardless of his differences. I felt like that could be an important lesson for someone who is still trying to figure out who they were and how they fit into their own little society, to see that there is great power in just accepting who you are and not having to conform or adapt all the time to what other people need you to be so that they can feel more comfortable with themselves. So that definitely was something that I felt with my uncle over time with him. Just, I came to admire how, I mean, I, I don't know if he could have adapted if he had to, but it also ended up not being an issue once we accepted who he was and that he had these little quirks and these certain habits that helped him feel comfortable with himself. It stopped being an issue whether or not we did things the same way. And it just became a nice way to learn something about a new and interesting person who had a different way of seeing the world. It, it, that has a way of opening up our eyes to different ways of looking at our own lives, I think. Very well said. And I, I would say parenthetically that it's just such a great service you've done to Thank mainstream you. and put in just as being another human being on this planet someone instead of making it all about the label no it's all about that individual and right. i think that uh, our literature our movies our entertainment our tv our our web we need to get more of that because after all if you start adding up all the different neurodiversities the so-called neurotypical 
are probably in the minority, really. Because I, I think it's true. And I wanted to put that in the book, too, that, you know, Abby has her little food habits and everybody can kind of find some piece of their of Matt's personality that they have as well. Right. If you if you want to label him and set him aside, you can call him different. But if you really look at we all have our own quirks and our own things that we do to make us feel comfortable, too. So are the differences that great? I don't think so. We're talking with Cassandra Dunn, the author of The Art of Adapting. Tell us the first thing you ever wrote, if you can remember. Oh, I do remember, actually. I was eight years old, and uh, we had an assignment in class to finish a story. We wrote a paragraph as a class, and our assignment was to take it home for homework. We were supposed to add one more paragraph, and I wrote, I think, about eight more pages. And that was the first time that I ever let myself just let my imagination go and put something down on paper and created this whole other world and these characters who went on adventures. And I was a pretty quiet kid. I liked reading. I kind of kept to myself. I had a few close friends, but I didn't have like a big social group. And it felt like a really nice, comfortable outlet for me, something to do on my own and that I could show people if I wanted to. It was a way to socially interact at the same time as getting that private time for myself. And I had the bug from then on. I spent a lot of time writing, not a lot of time showing it to other people until I was an adult, but I definitely felt like that was a really good creative outlet for me. Now, your stories have appeared in a million different things. I'm just going to mention <laughs> some of them. All Things Girl, Midwest Literary Magazines, Bearing North, um, Literary House Review, The MacGuffin, 322 Review, uh, Every writer's, well, there's just a whole bunch of them. So you've been very productive for quite a while. Yeah, I, I try to be methodical as well. I knew that if I wanted to get an agent, I needed to have a history of some publication. And I really like the, I, I like writing short stories. I felt like it was a really good way to practice the craft and um, dig into character and scene. So I, I spent a lot of time um, creating short stories and getting them out into the world and trying to uh, build a portfolio so that when I did have a novel that was ready to go, I would be ready. Yeah, well, I, I, I salute you. I think it's, uh, it's great what you're doing. And um, I think in terms of mainstreaming someone with Asperger's on the autism spectrum or with any kind of uh, unique ability or, or challenge, I accidentally, when I made The Square Root of Two, uh, starring Darby Stanfield from Scandal, who's out in the left coast as well, um, uh -huh. that I was not aware that my daughter had Asperger's and autism in addition to her other stuff. And uh -huh. uh, as a result, it's not mentioned once throughout the square root of two. And yet Darby, by studying my daughter directly, was able to give a very nuanced performance as just somebody whose uh, brain is a little bit different, you know, and just thinks about things a little bit differently. Um, as your uncle, as your uncle did. Yeah. So what kind of careers do you think your children are going to end up in? Do you think they're <laughs> going to be writers also? Uh, I have no idea. They're both good writers, but I can't tell if they're going to gravitate towards it because it's something that's just a normal part of our everyday life or if they'll gravitate away from it because of that. Um, I think at this point they should just be kids and explore it all and stay open to it. I knew at a very young age that I wanted to be a writer and there's something good about that when you're already in your lane from eight years old, but there's something hard about it too, that nothing else will do. So 
I'm not sure if I want them to settle quite so young, but they're very bright, curious girls, and I feel pretty confident they'll find their way. Well, that's great. Well, they've got a great mom. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, how do people find out more about you and the art of adapting? Well, there's some stuff on my website. It's uh, www.cassandradunn.com. And I'm, as I, anytime I publish a new you know, article or any stories or anything that goes out, I put a link up on there for it. Um, aside from that, they could start with reading the book and uh, get in touch with me and let me know what they think. And who are the publishers of The Art of Adapting? Uh, it's Touchstone, which is an imprint of Simon & Schuster. Great. Okay. And they can get in touch with you through your website? Yeah, there's a contact form right on my website. So if anybody wants to get in touch, they can do it that way. Okay, great. Well, Cassandra, it's been great speaking with you. Thanks for being with us. Regards to everyone out there in California. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, keep up the great work you're doing, and we're looking, going to look forward to your uh, your next work. And uh, we'll look forward to having you again sometime, Cassandra. I would love that. It's very nice meeting you. Very nice meeting you. Thank you very much, Cassandra. Thank you. We've been speaking here at Exploring Different Brains with. Cassandra Dunn, the author of The Art of Adapting. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.com.